Hey guys, this is Nita and you're listening to Underground. So, uh today we're going to talk about side trance and we're going to do it with an artist who's all the way from Mexico. He's played all over the world playing in a bunch of countries. He is an artist under Alien Records and he has a bunch of affiliations with NATO aka Mandragora. The artist is called Jorge. but he goes by an artist name um Jack in the Box like his real name is Jorge but he goes by the name Jack in the Box so hey Jorge i'm so glad to have you on my show thank you for coming on board thanks for the invitation really and now in this times of self quarantine it's good to have someone to speak with <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh so you basically go by the artist name Jack in the Box and you've played all over the world today like countries like Brazil, Czech Republic, Hungary, Mexico, Canada, Croatia, Spain, Germany, Japan, Switzerland and so many more. So um tell me how it was like for you from the very beginning like from the time you started in 2002. The thing is that it was around 2001 when um, I was in high school in the third grade of high school and you know I was more this guy kind of happy punk like Blink 182 Green Day and those things that I am still a big fan of those bands so one time you know when you are around 14 or 15 you try to to get involved with the top guys you know like <laughs> yeah I want to be a badass and like this so in those times the badass kids of the school were listening psytrance i remember like outside of the school they you know at those times in mexico kids start to have to drive cars so i remember my friends arrive outside the school playing this kind of sound you know and i was what the fuck is that and one guy said that's infected mushroom and i was what's infected mushroom so i i arrived directly to my house and i in those times it was napster i remember so i start looking on napster infected mushroom and i start downloading everything and i said cool i like this music you know but i was too young for going to rave parties or i don't know if too young but my mom didn't allow me to go well i start getting into this music somehow just like two blocks from my flat there was a party with infected mushroom in a club i said fuck i need to go you know and i was just 15 years old i didn't have id for getting into the clubs <laughs> but anyways i got i got the ticket but i was looking super young you know i i was 15 and because i am a skinny and short guy i used to look like i was 11 years old or club anyways i i this guy let me get into the party i remember the the lineup it was Asterix and Infected Mushroom but it was the first time that Asterix played in Mexico and nobody knew Asterix really he was the the warm up of this party so i got into the party and i listened to Asterix and i said what the fuck with what is this you know this sound is so clean and so powerful and i said okay and everybody was like yeah, somebody named Asterix we came for Infected Mushroom we don't care about Asterix And I was with this guy plays really good anyways then infected mushroom started at 3 a.m. and I had to come back home at that time you know oh. because I was 15 I stayed one track of infected mushroom then I had to leave yeah. <laughs> so well I was like really obsessed with this kind of music the next day Sunday morning I was downloading more now about Asterix so it was my second artist that I knew about Saiter so yeah the next two months uh, there was a party uh, but it was in the in the in the forest the first real festival or I don't know how to call it rave party because yeah. it was super private you know mm-hmm. only like 
50 people and it was playing Didra. But again, I couldn't go to this kind of places because I was too young. So I said to my mom, hey mom, I'm going to camping with my friends. Okay, <laughs> so we went and it was pretty cool, you know. So I said, nah, I want to belong to this team. So from that time, I started getting really, really involved, like looking, 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 looking. The next festival, two months later, I was already 16. And I said to my mom, please, please, let me go to this camping. It's my birthday, blah, blah, blah. And it was playing GMS, Alien Project, and their side project, you know. So mm-hmm. once that I get into the festival, it was like the one of the first mainstream festivals in Mexico. And I saw GMS playing, and no, really, I fall in love, you know. I said, <laughs> I want to be in the stage like them, make thousands of people dancing. It seemed like they were having fun in the stage as well as us in the dance floor. So I was like, no, I don't know how. I want to become a DJ. I will learn or whatever, you know. Since the next day, I start believing that I was a DJ by myself, you know. I was like, okay, I'm a DJ from now on. Now I'm going to learn it. But in those times, we didn't have YouTube or the internet like we have nowadays. Yeah. So I started asking friends like, hey, what should I do to mix tracks of Psytrance? They tried to explain me, but we were kids, 16 years old kids. So I said, okay. So I started trying with, do, I don't know if you remember the Discman. Yeah, know? of course, of course. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I started trying to do my first mixes with a, a normal stereo, a mixer, uh-huh. mm-hmm. two channels mix without effects and not equalizer, just like the paid in, paid out. And uh-huh. a Discman. But I was doing like really nothing. So every weekend I start going to house parties, but with Psytrance. Only our friends, you know, we were like 30 people that we started liking Psytrance. Many guys were just because it was trendy or mainstream. Mm-hmm. And other guys, because we really want to pay attention to the music. My goal wasn't like taking drugs. That's a problem in Mexico. Many people in Mexico come to these kind of parties still only because easy way to get drugs, you know, but mm-hmm. that's another story. So yeah. <laughs> I was in the in these kind of parties and I was paying attention, paying attention to how the DJs that years later they became, became really famous, like Ecliptic, uh, who was from Mexico, Tron, uh, Odiseo, Shivalva, mm-hmm. uh, many guys, you know. I was paying attention and I said, okay, I think I had realized what the deal, you know. I had noticed how fade in, fade out, bass, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I remember that I said, okay, now I need a name. Yeah. <laughs> how should I call myself you know so I was watching I remember a TV show or a series and a guy that was party guy his name was Murdoch so I said ah oh, I'm like that guy you know I was a teenager I thought that I was the king of the world so yeah <laughs> my DJ name is gonna be Murdoch so here comes the, the real deal there were two guys well one guy named uh, Steel he started like teaching me not how to play but they say how to produce and I said, no, but I want to be a DJ. I don't want to be in the computer making music. And he said, man, you should be a producer, you know? And I said, but I'm too lazy for these kind of things. So he said, okay, I'm going to teach you how to get the best music, like a good taste, like really good selection, a good playlist. So he started giving me all the music, but really in those times it wasn't released. I don't know how. Napster had gone already, so we started with Soul Seek. And I don't know how, it was really small scene in those times. So you can find big artists and chat with them on this platform named Soulseek. So this guy, Ganesh Project, was giving me the unreleased music of GMS, Scassi, Infected, Asterix. And then, I don't know why we decided to make a party, because nobody let us play in their parties. So we <laughs> said, okay, let's do our own parties, you know. Uh, so we made our first party that I still have the flyer in Mexico, family's place. And it was psychedelic atmosphere, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was my first flyer that I appeared on as Murdo. And I even remember the, the playlist that I 
played, it was as well Arabia Metal on mescaline of GMS, Psycho of Infected Mushroom, and then of Scassi and blah. But I played like really, really shitty, you know? Uh, but nobody cares, you know? I was like, I, I, I didn't even know myself that I was playing shitty. Now I realized that I was playing shitty. But yeah. my friends were like, like, yeah, man, you are blessed uh, to the <laughs> dance floor. And it was, you know? Yeah. So then another friend invited me to play. And it was like this, 2002, 2003, 2000. I remember 2004, I got my first payment of a small gig. It mm-hmm. was a birthday party, you know? And it was around $20. Uh-huh. But I, you know, you are 17, $20. It's good for going to a party. So I said, yeah, I can go to a festival with this money. Yeah. So yeah, and then my friends start, uh, or not friends, but the friends of my friends, blah, blah, blah. So every time started speaking that I was a DJ. Mm-hmm. So I was playing in house parties, not in the woods, but, or like very house parties, mm-hmm. uh, small great parties and for $20 or only for the taxis and for some drinks, you know, or for some tacos in Mexico, we love tacos. Mm-hmm. So... So that's why I started, but I was in between, like, you know, I also had to, to go to school, yeah. to party, and to spend time in production and learning, you know? So I don't know why I decided school and party, and just the DJ was a, like a hobby, you know? So I kept going on, on, on school and parties. Meantime, the other guys were focused totally in the studio, producing and producing. And I was, come on, dude, it's Friday. Let's go to a party to see Scassi. And they said, no, man, let's better stay in the studio for making a track. And I was, blah, 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 no, I'm coming to the party. At some point of my life, not now anymore, but during the 20s, the mid-20s, I regret because I was like, I want to play in the parties that my friends are playing. And they said, dude, you invested more time in going to parties just to watch the A's playing instead of making your own tracks. And yeah. now you could be with us in the stage, sharing yeah. a stage with your idols. And I was like, oh, well, you're right. Anyways, I'm going to do university. This was a hobby. So I got into university. I did psychology. Uh-huh. And, and when I had time, I had some gigs, you know, and, and we are speaking about 2005 to 2008. And now it was around Mexico. And a little bit of payment, you know, just like, I don't know, but just for the, the biotics and hotel and whatever, you know, but not for, I didn't need the money because I was going to the school. So it was just for fun still. So so I start playing and then um, I continued with the school, but, but I was in a private university. So my mom went out of money, so she could not afford anymore the university. So mm-hmm. she was in Mexico. That's the thing. We have the private and the public ones. The private universities are super expensive and good ones, really good ones. But the public ones are for free, but super difficult, super hard to get in. So my mom said, you must move to a public one. And I said, but it's gonna be really hard to get into, you know, it's really difficult being in a public school in Mexico. Those are the best. Actually, we have uh, like the fifth best university in whole Latin America. And I was trying to get into. Somehow, I don't know, I, I made it, you know? So I got into <laughs> this university. Yeah. And I was doing well, you know, I was becoming a psychologist, blah, 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 blah. And I start, I need to pay rent now because my, as I told you, my mom uh, ran out of money. So I said, okay, probably now I can sell my project. The thing is that, I don't know if you remember, there was a, a hype, like a boom of electro music, tech house, 2007, better say, 2006, 2007. Yeah. So I said, I need money, probably I need to change of genre, like play another style. So I said, okay, I'm going to play more low BPM, 
tech house, electro. So, but I need another uh, AKA, you know, another name. Mm -hmm. So I was like, now I was breaking my head for choosing another name. And it was my birthday. My best friend gave me a t-shirt with a Jack in the Box and with a really nice quote that actually now I don't remember, but it was a nice quote. So I was asking in my birthday party to my friends, man, I need a new name for my project. And this friend that gave me the t-shirt, she was like, okay, why don't you just you don't name yourself Jack in the Box? I like it. I like it. So I start playing techno and I, and I start getting a little bit of money for paying the rent, you know, but it wasn't so good. I was already coming to rape parties like every weekend the last six years. I started uh, writing for a magazine named Transit. It was the most famous Psytrance uh, magazine in Mexico. It doesn't wow. exist anymore. It was really, really known. And uh, it was for free at the beginning in the rape parties. It was like uh, here in Europe, Mushroom Magazine. And I started writing for it, so I had the chance for going to interview artists. So I started getting more involved into the scene and I started having contact with big names that in those times for me was like, I shake the hand of Scassi and I have an <laughs> interview with him. And this, this is the fun part of the, of the Jack and Box story. So one of my best friends was in 2012. Yeah, I was finishing the career as, I, as a psychologist and I had played around, all around Mexico some places not all whole mexico because you know mexico is quite big but I, I thought myself that i was already known in mexico not famous not popular but known so this best friend was supposed to get married and as i told you my family and me we were running out of money so he said man can you make the set for my wedding you know when people is arriving to the reception play some lounge music and i was okay bro I said, I need you there, you're my best man. And he asked me to get a, a white suit because it was in the beach, in Acapulco Beach. The wedding. Yeah. And I know that I have, I have told this story many times in other podcasts or interviews. So I prepared everything for the wedding, you know. Two days prior to the wedding, one friend texted me like, you are not on the guest list of the wedding. And it was, man, I am the best man of the wedding. I did the set, I got the suit. And it's two days late for the wedding. There should be an error, a mistake. And I called to the to the guy that was supposed to get married, and I said, and it was so broken-hearted. Like you are a poor guy, you are a junkie, you are an alcoholic. Don't come to my wedding, you know. And I was, dude, oh. but I'm your best friend. So I was like, dude, but I'm your best friend. And he said, let's face it, bro. Uh, if you have uh, some cash for coming to Acapulco, well, you can come and you share room with someone else. But I'm not gonna put you in the guest list because, dude, you are not proper to come to my wedding. And I actually, I wasn't a junkie, neither alcoholic, but I was in Mexico, this kind of classism. Like if you don't have a car, if you are not well-dressed, you are poor. I don't know why Mexico is like this. And he said, I don't know how to say it in English, but kind of like, you are not a DJ. You try to become a DJ, but you are nothing. And I was like, okay, so man, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It helped me a lot because if not, I wouldn't be speaking with you now. So uh, <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's nicely said, yeah. So the angler spoke and said like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be playing in six months all around the world, man. You will see. And really, I start crying. I start crying because I had already all my bags packed for going to fucking uh -huh. Acapulco. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, no, 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 but wait, this is a <laughs> twist. Yeah. And you will get happy again. <laughs> but that night, I remember I was lighting up a lot of joints and on the internet and yeah. looking but really, I didn't sleep that whole night because I was so angry 
and I was even like shaking on my hands. I remember especially that night at my mom's because I didn't come to my flat. Uh, I started doing like uh, Citrans parties, Citrans labels. So I was contacting and sending demos to everywhere around the world that night. It was from Friday to Sunday, keeping me awake. On Monday, four days later, a guy from Hungary uh, replied me, hey man, we like your set. And I, I was only DJ for those times. I had like two tracks by my own, but and actually pretty good. But they were named as Murdoch. And I was announcing myself as Jack in the box. I said, I, I am interested in your set. Uh, can you come to Hungary? And I was in Mexico. And I said, yes. <laughs> then I will figure it out, but I will say yes, you know. And he announced me in one of the best lineups that I had ever seen in my life. Every Citrans artist that you can imagine yeah. played in that festival. You know, it was spirit-based. It was for June, and this was on December. So I had six months for planning a tour. And I said, yes, man, and how much are you asking for fee? And I said, oh, I don't know anything about Europe. I don't yeah. know how it would be my price, you know? Yeah. I like, I don't know, man. Just, uh, and I was Googling the flight tickets, and I said, okay, it should be proportional with the flight ticket, blah, blah, blah. It's my first tour. I am coming only with the with the trip, you know, with the biotics. I don't need a fee. It was okay. So he announced me in this big festival that it was playing Neelix, Asterix, Infected Mushroom, GMS. It's an amazing lineup. So because of, he announced me, and actually he announced me in a really, how can you say, like a really a spot on the lineup, you know? So my name appeared in between the big names, the big headliners, Interactive Noise, that is from my country, uh, really, really big names. Because of that, a guy from Croatia saw the flyer and contacted me. Hey, you want to play in, in live celebration? Also amazing lineup in Croatia. And uh -huh. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh wow so but this happened one week later after this friend broke my heart and he announced me in this uh, in this festival live celebration 2013 then some guys of portugal saw the flyers and they said are you making oh a tour in europe because we will in booking you so now because of these three gigs i had already the money with those of three with three gigs they split the money the share for the flight from mexico to europe and coming back to mexico you know I spoke with my professors at university, like, I have this tour in summer, and they said, Jorge, take it. It's just <laughs> one lifetime experience. You yeah. should go. And yeah. I was, hey, thank you. So I <laughs> departed, and I loved the first tour as the best one of, of my life, because it was the first time that I saw something different as Mexico, you know? It was kind of bumpy, you know, because I had to sleep in Paris airport like two nights in a row. Um. Uh, I met some friends that drove me to Italy. No, it was crazy too, but I love it, you know? Yeah, that sounds so, really yeah. fun. Flying back to Mexico for continuing with my school. And then I got a request again from Austria, the place that I am living now. Yeah, so I made a tour. I got, a, I got requested for a tour only in Austria and Switzerland. The thing, since the first tour, they announced me as Jack in the Box. And I said to the guys, man, but Jack in the Box is, is low BPM. And they said, oh, sorry, we didn't know. And these festivals were Goa festivals. So I said, okay, I need to play a Jack in the Box Goa, no? Not anymore low BPM. So yeah. I disappeared more, Doc, and I started playing Jack in the Box on the first tour. And yeah, so the second tour, I was already known as Jack in the Box playing in Citrans. But it was a free opener party in the downtown of Vienna. So it was amazing, amazing. And it was with Captain Hook and with Dust, Lucian Kitchen and Jack in the Box. So anyway, yeah. 
So I, my professors, I need to come back to the student. They said, okay, do it. But remember that you must finish. So, <laughs> they said, yes, yes, yes. so I was studying online. They were yeah. sending me all the, the books and the, you know, what you have to do, the homeworks and like this. So when, when I was here on the second tour, I got requested for Brazil. So I was, okay, this is getting serious, you know, this is yeah. getting serious. I had to phone call them and I said, okay, professor, it seems that it had become a real job, this. What should I do? And they said, <laughs> okay, Jorge, you have three years for doing it from home, but in three years, you must come back to the university and show us your thesis. Mm -hmm. I was, okay, I have three years. And so I came to Brazil and now I have the, the chance for doing it totally full, you know, only focus on the, the, the stuff. And the first tour in Brazil that in total it was my third tour, that's when I started having contact with now my best friend, my brother in arms, that name is Mandragora. Mm -hmm. We met on this. That was a lovely story. So, lovely, but also sad. Sorry? Lovely, but also sad. It's a sad story. It is a sad too. story, I know. But it, it, I, I think I, I'd like to look at the positives that it brought out so much potential in you and that you've grown so much after that. So <laughs> it's a lovely story. <laughs> Also, uh, so you've been a part of Alien Records since like it was new and like Mandragora has also been a part of your record label and you guys have done a lot of projects together while you have collaborated and made songs. So um, as you just mentioned where you met him for the first time, what is your relationship with him like and how, how do you guys make music? It's the weirdest relationship in the world, you know? It's like, even that I am older than him, he behaves as my dad or my big brother. So, oh, how yeah, cute. I was traveling. Yeah, and I love him, you know, because he had saved me many times in personal issues, laboral issues, emotional issues. So, yeah, it was a South American tour. It was Peru and Brazil. So I had to play in Peru and directly fly to Brazil to play the same day in two gigs. So it was, I was, I couldn't believe like, really? And now in South America, the three gigs, two different countries in one day. I thought myself that I was a rock star already. <laughs> but I hadn't accomplished being a rock star yet. So I landed in Brazil and the lineup was uh, DJ Feio, that it's really old school and well-known in Brazil and around the world probably. The 4i20. Uh, the label manager of Alien Records nowadays, and mm. Jack in the Box. So I arrived to the gig. A lot of people in Brazil, you know, a lot for them having a small party. Small party is a thousand people. So it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was super exhausted after the whole weekend playing two countries. Yeah, so I said to the promoter, bro, can you drive me back to the hotel, please? Because I hadn't slept in two days. And he was like, yeah, man. He tried to to start the car and it didn't work. And there was another guy with, with his bags. And I said, what's up, man? And he was, what's up? Who are you? Jack and Rose, ah, hello, I am Tiago, 4i20. Yeah, man, we must go to the hotel now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says we are going to the same hotel, right? Yeah, but the car is not working. Anyways, we find a way to get into the hotel, Tiago and me. So we were there having like after party, but not after party, like, you know, like just a couple of beers, only him and me. And Tiago was, yeah, he was speaking about Alien Records and I was cool. I don't know that really. I didn't know what was Alien Records. And we were speaking. He like, dude, you, you know a Mexican guy from your country named Mandragora? And I was like, uh, no. He was, yeah, man, Mandragora from Chihuahua. And I was like, uh, no, man. And as I told you, Mexican people, we are classist. So yeah. I said, bro, I only care about Mexico, Mexico City DJs because I was kind of cocky, kind of hard. Yeah. So you go like, really, man? 
Mandragora in Mexico is a little bit known, and he's starting here in Brazil, and he's my roomie now. He's living with me now. We were in Sao Paulo, and Tiago was living in Belo Horizonte. So he like now he's in Belo Horizonte. If you have time, you can come to visit us. I was, no, man, thank you. I don't know this Mandragora, and I don't have the interest of knowing this guy, you know? But he was, okay, okay. Because I was, <laughs> at the time, I was 20, <laughs> at the time, I was 37, and Mandragora was 31. So to me, it was a kid, you know? And I, was, I yeah. don't have the need for knowing this. So the next day, in the afternoon of the same day, I got a request on Facebook from a guy named Mandragora. And I said, oh, now this guy is going to be my, my groupie, you know? <laughs> and, and I accepted him on Facebook. I accepted him and he was like, hey, bro, how are you? We are Mexicans and we are here oh, in Brazil. Uh, we will have fun if we can meet each other. And I was, man, I don't have time, you know? So I was kind of rude to him. And he was, okay, sorry, bro. And he was texting me the whole time. And, and now, nowadays, we still make fun that he's my groupie, you know, because he was the one requesting me. So I said, yeah, man, when we have time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I continue with my tour. So when I came back to Mexico, he called me on Skype. And I was, what's the problem with this dude? Why he's like stalking me the whole time? And if he was asking, hey, bro, how can you make for playing? He hadn't played in Europe at the time. He had only played in Mexico and Brazil. Right. And he was asking me, how do you make it for me, for, for only doing DJ set and traveling like in Europe and Brazil? And I said, I don't know, man. Probably I just got lucky. And he was like, please teach me. And I said, well, I don't know you. And he was, yeah, he was making Skype phone calls. And he was like, and he was with the hair of many colors and like this. And I was like, with this kid, you know? And on making networking, you know, you should add all the promoters that send you requests and like this. And he was, okay. So I said, okay, I will Google this kid because it seems that he really wants to make it big. So I put on Facebook, Mandragora. I got into his fan page and I saw that he had like 10 times more followers than me. I put it on Google and I saw he had many releases already. I said, okay, this guy is a little bit famous. So I started researching with many friends. You know Mandragora? Yes, Mandragora, but he's Brazilian. And I said, no, he's Mexican living in Brazil. Yeah. And I noticed that many people knew Mandragora. Then he texted me and he said, man, do you see that we are playing on New Year's Eve in Switzerland? It's going to be my first time in Europe and we are playing together. And I was, cool, let's meet us. You know, now it was different. And I was, okay, let's meet us. I arrived to the hotel. We were in the same hotel, in the same floor. And he called me, hey, bro, I'm here already. Let's smoke a joint. Let's have something. And I was like, okay, just let me take a shower. You mimic him really well when you're talking about him. You literally look like him when you're talking about him. <laughs> That's why it's so funny. <laughs> and if you could understand the Mexican, if you could understand the Spanish, but the Mexican is Spanish, so I am the best imitator of Mandragora in a Spanish accent, and everybody is like, "Hey Jack, can you make it again, as Neto?" And and he he doesn't get angry; he only laughs. He's like, "Man, don't start it again, please." So I'm the best imitator. Yeah. Anyway, so he said like, "Yeah, come to my room that time um, in Switzerland hotel." I head to his room. I was knocking and he didn't open. And I was, hmm. So I came back to my room and I called him and he wasn't picking up the phone. And I said, what's the problem with this guy? Why he's inviting me to his room? And if he's not picking up the phone, he's not replying by messenger and he's not opening the door. So I took a nap and when I was falling asleep, I received a phone call from the lobby of the, from the hotel's lobby. And he goes, hey bro, I am downstairs. Sorry, I passed out. 
What do you mean that you passed out? Um, he hadn't slept in three days because he was traveling from Mexico to United States, United States, United Kingdom, United Kingdom, Switzerland. That is crazy. And he didn't, and he didn't eat. So he lighted up a cigarette and he passed out. So they had to take him to the to the nursery. So I was, are you okay? I was, yeah, yeah. They are giving me sugar and something to eat. He had the only smoking room. So everybody was meeting at his room, like Upgrade, uh, Bliss, uh, Berg, Indra, Mandragora, and me. So he said, just give me 15 minutes and I catch you at his room. They was, are you okay, bro? Said, yeah, 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 yeah. I was only passed out like two minutes, but they, they saw me that because he was coming out of his room and when he tried to push the, the lift, the elevator, he passed out. So many people saw him, they took him downstairs to the doctor. <laughs> so my first time, that I was meeting him in person. We hadn't met each other, but on like you and me now on, yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. But not in person. He doesn't drink alcohol. Uh, Mandragora doesn't drink. So yeah. I want to give you this context because when I arrived to outsider's room, I ring the I knock at the door and Neto opened the door and he received me with a baguette and a six pack of beers, you know? <laughs> and he was like, hey dude, I don't drink, but I know that you love beer, so here is for you and everything is closed. So I that got is so sweet. And I was mean. You are super. We are Mexicans. Thank you. And we hug each other and like this. And I said, thank you, bro. So he said, man, it's my first time in Switzerland. Would you come with me with the driver to the party? It was the boom of Mandragora because the owner decided to put him at midnight when you said 10, 9, 8, Happy New Year. So he was the headliner. Wow. But it was just a decision that yeah. night because the headliner was outsiders. Upgrade and Indra. And Indra was playing at, at midnight and they said, no, better is Mandragora. So the owner this, the owner of the party decided to put Mandragora at midnight. And my playtime was till seven in the morning. So I said, okay, I come with you. So I come with Neto to the party. He rocked. So for the people listening to this, if you want to see the video, it's on my YouTube channel. It's the, <laughs> the, the, the video from 2014 to 2015. So the thing is that now, while he was playing, I passed out. But I will what? tell you why. The thing is, <laughs> because in Mexico, when you have the countdown from 12 to 0 in the Happy New Year, we take grapes. You know, it's a tradition in Mexico. But in Switzerland, they don't have. In All Switzerland, right. they have only shots of Jagermeister. So I shot 12 shots of Jagermeister. Oh my God. <laughs> and suddenly, I woke up. I don't know how, in the high-tech stage sleeping mm-hmm. and outsiders comes to me and he wakes me up and he said man what are you doing in this stage it was one kilometer distance from this stage to my stage yeah. and i don't know how i did it one kilometer to appear in another stage and he was like man and your friend mandragora had already left and it's your time to play it's your turn and it was what happened you know <laughs> so i took yeah. the stage i play i finish playing and direct back to the hotel so I called Neto to say, hey, man, sorry, I didn't want to behave like this. And he said, no, man, it's New Year's Eve, no problem. So yeah, so since then, we started having contact. One month later, I was back in Mexico, and it was his first time in Mexico City. And he called me like, hey, man, I'm coming to Mexico City. Are you there? And he was, yeah. He said, can you pick me up at the airport? And I was, okay, yeah. Um, can you take me to eat something nice? You know, I want to try Mexico City food. And he was, yeah. He had, at the time, he had the pink hair you know uh-huh. and i asked him to come with me for picking him up to the airport and my friend said who is this guy because we were looking at him and he was like jumping you know 
this big <laughs> and with the long hair and pins and there's yeah. a robot sword and that died in front of us. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. She's not coming into the crowd. He's not going to lose. And I said, no, but he's a nice guy. Once that you met him, he's yeah. a nice guy. But look at him. He has a pink hair and he's jumping and he has <laughs> flip-flops with socks. No, yeah. he's ridiculous. We open the door. He gets into the car like, hey, what's up, dude? What's up? Like really speaky and shouty. And he says, hey, Neto, take it easy, take it easy. Uh -huh. the Ten minutes later, when we were driving, my friend said, I love him. He's the best person that I had ever met in 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> then we started uh, a friendship. Then I, uh, then one month later, we got booked like in a package, you know? I don't know why. We had uh, four gigs in Brazil together. So I said, I mean, we should make a track. You know, we're not going to have a tour together. We should have a track, both of us, so we can play it. And yeah, so the first day that we landed in Brazil, we did our first track in a kitchen. We were in Brazil like four months, the whole time together. So now we had like really close friendship at the time, you know? And then they had already Alien, Alien Records, you know? But I didn't belong to Alien Records because I wasn't producing. I was just having fun of being a DJ. Yeah. So he said, now you have tracks with me. You should start producing more and more and more by yourself. It's better that you produce your own tracks and not only with me, also with other guys. But it was yeah. okay. So I started producing with other guys. So Alien Records was created by Neto and Tiago. But Neto, because, you know, he had made a big name, he couldn't split himself for making a, a label and his Mandragora project, you know? Yeah. So he had to, he had to leave Alien Records, even that he still belongs, but he's just an artist of Alien Records. He's not a label manager anymore. He asked me, man, why are you not a Alien Records? I said, but we are a team, we are a family. So you should be in our same label. So I said to Tiago, hey man, Neto was saying to me about Alien Records. I tell was, well, yeah, man, we were waiting for you, you know? I don't know why you never asked him like <laughs> So I started to, to work or belong to Alien Records as a DJ. So actually I was, or I am still, the first DJ or the only DJ on Alien Records. Then, like, with the time, with the pass of the time, I started releasing my own tracks on Alien Records. With the time I had been traveling around the world and I had met really, really nice and talented guys. Can I put them on Alien Records? And Tiago told me, man, they should work more. They are too young for being like in this kind of labels. They should work more on the marketing, on the music. So they can create their own name mm -hmm. for being an Alien Records. So Neto suggests me, and this is funny, this story, because we were speaking one night watching Toy Story. <laughs> so we were, I had a problem, I was really, really wasted, so I fell down and I broke my mouth. Uh -huh. And I had problems with, with drugs, so Neto saved me. So he said, you should come to my flat in Brazil, I will book you the flights, and you come to my flat and you're going to get clean. Because now you broke your mouth, uh -huh. uh, because of the things that you are taking, so you should get clean. And you're mm -hmm. going to stay here three months, only making music and drinking water and smoking weed, but no drugs, no alcohol. And that's why I love him, you know, because he had helped me in the, in the best times and in the worst times. So one, one time we were there at the flat and we were watching uh, Toy Story. And you know this restaurant, uh, Planet Pizza? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we should do something with the name Planet. 
and I, I want like to hold a label or something. Yeah, man, let's admit planet, bro. Uh, they was, man, you are too high. But yeah, sounds fun. Okay, okay. We continue watching the movie. We went to our respective rooms. I fall asleep. The next day I woke up and I didn't see Neto at the flat, you know. Like one hour later, he arrives with a full, with a bunch of stickers of Planet Pro. <laughs> I don't know, during the night when you went to sleep, I was working in the logo and I created, so I went to the printer shop and I printed a thousand of stickers of Planet Pro. And I was, but man, we hadn't even decided what Planet Pro. Yeah. We wanted a pizza, a pizzeria, you know, a pizza yeah. restaurant. <laughs> later, but at least we have the logo and the stickers. Not let, let's create the fan page. So we made it, and we were like really weak thinking about what should we do with Planet Pro. We didn't know if it was a, a merch mm-hmm. or a, a booking agency or if a label. So and he said, "Man, let's do an anti-label." And he said, "Only releasing music that is not allowed to put on the on the platform because of the copyright." like remixes on Citrus about, I don't know, for example, uh, Linkin Park, Justin Bieber or whatever. So I was, okay, crazy plan, but if you want. It was really hard because he wanted to make it for free. So the thing about Neto, he's changing the whole time. So now he says, I want to make a tacos restaurant. And we were making a lot of marketing about Planet Pro, but marketing was nothing. I mean, Planet Pro was nothing. It exists already, but it didn't have a concept. Yeah. So I said, okay, Neto, man, it's already nine months, bro. And you are more focused on, on Mandragora. Mm-hmm. And many people of our friends have told me that you are going to do the same that you did with Alien Records. Because you are yeah. becoming bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You are going to let me along with Planet Pro. And he said, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> and I was, okay, thanks for your honesty. Mm-hmm. Well, what should I do now? And he said, man, I already put it. So now it's yours. You can do whatever you want with Planet Pro and you will have my support always. So yeah, so so he said, well, obviously till yesterday, he's like, uh, what is it, advising me how to manage Planet Pro. I decided since 2018, Planet Pro would become the label that allows new talents to release tracks. It's going to be released on Planet Pro, you know, but it should be quite nice. It doesn't matter if you don't even have three followers, you know, or if mm-hmm. you only have play at your flat. If you hadn't played in any place, it doesn't matter. Oh, the name Pro, uh-huh. many people think it's progressive. But yeah, no. that's what even it's I thought. Music that is, but no, it's trance, Goa, progressive, techno, whatever you want to release. So mm-hmm. we start releasing tracks, or I am seeing, figuring out which would be the best way for not giving everything to Ellen Records and not giving everything to Planet Pro. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I am in between tracks for Planet Pro, some tracks of Alien Records, and I am giving the chance for the upcoming talents or the newcomers to to release their tracks on Planet Pro. You know, and mm. that's the goal of Planet Pro. Uh, also, uh, what do you produce on exactly? What door do you use? Well, it's different because when I am by myself, I am producing only with FL Studio. When I am with Neto, it's with Ableton. When I am with Dropbox, it's with Key, with Logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the GMS guys are with Logic and Cubase, so it depends when I am. Also, like when you're making a Cytrans track, uh, do you have anything specific that you start with? Like, how do you start a Cytrans track? Like, what instrument do you start and what elements are like your um, crucial elements that you need to use in that genre? It depends. It depends because, for example, this uh, track... Um, Maybe first just tell me what you tips. start with. 
um like what instrument do you start with the beats or the melody what do you base the track around the melody the, the melody. melody but it, with 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 mandragora it's with the melody because i would be whistling a track uh something like he's like hey okay repeat it and then he <laughs> start making the whole melody this is a story how that we did uh, split politics with GMS. I was yeah. phone calling with Bansi before he died, obviously. Mm. And he said, man, Goa track was amazing. Please, I want to make another track with you and, and Neto. Just mm -hmm. pick one of my hits and I will give you the files of this. Which one is your favorite track of GMS? And I told him a track of 2002, a track of GMS and Scassi named Split Politics, mm -hmm. or they changed the name to Boom Shankar. So yeah. I said, man, can I have the, the files of this? And he was like, bro, I will give it to you. Nobody has remixed this track. You and Neto started, and I will finish the, the, the master, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, bro, thanks. And he was, man, do it with love. Mm -hmm. And then he texted me something in Japanese. And I said, Bansi, what did you try to say? And he was like, ha, ha, sorry. My keyboard is not working. And I was okay, bro, cool. Like six hours later, he died. And suddenly he died, you know? You know, he was sick. He had cancer. But so it, it was a shock to me. And we were at Japan. Actually, I, I'm going to tattoo the last message that he texts me on Japanese that nobody knows who want, what he wanted to say. Mm -hmm. It was really special and meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tattoo that message. So we were making a track with a melody. And he said, okay, bro, the melody that we were using for our track, we are going to use it for the track with Banksy, and it's going to be kind of a tribute. Yeah. So we use the audios that Ban the, the boys, not the Banksy sent me. Yeah. Hello, cabron, how are you? So we use these audios and we put them in the track with the melody that we were creating three hours before in Japan. Mm -hmm. So actually we have a, a video and a photo making the track in Japan. See, you know, we are at the beach mm -hmm. making the track. A tribute for Bansi, you know, so we use his voice and the, the melody is really, really kind of blue to listen to it. It's really amazing. Definitely going to check and it out. That is so beautiful. So we try to keep Bansi alive on this track. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so what would you, that's after beautiful. having this crazy ride of a journey that you've had in your life in the career that you have pursued what would you suggest or advise someone who's relatively new and just paving the way like make every mistake as you can you are gonna make mistakes your whole life but from mistakes you learn you know and never give up you know because many times really many times i just said like no i'm gonna get a normal job i'm gonna get into an office i'm gonna finish my psychology career and suddenly you realize that everything in life is possible, you know? I did it, Neto did it. We are Mexicans that nobody give a penny for us, you know? Like, yeah, 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 you Mexicans, you are not going to play around the world. And fortunately, or somehow, or the universe conspired in our favor, but like many people, or even Neto said, no, we are not lucky, man. We work for this. Okay, so this was really fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show this uh, and giving me your time. No, thanks to you and really, really was a fun time. I really want to speak with someone because I'm self-quarantined. I just landed yesterday from Mexico to uh -huh. Austria and I should be self-quarantined 14 days. So I cannot go out, I cannot go to the market, I cannot go for cigarettes. So I had got only one visit from a friend yesterday. And so you basically are the first person that I am speaking with in the last three <laughs> days.
So that was Jorge aka Jack in the Box. If you guys have any sort of questions that you would like me to ask my guests in the future episodes, please feel free to send me a message. You can send me a voice message by clicking on the link below or you could also send me a message on my Instagram handle which is at the rate nadachakabarty at n-i-d-a-c-h-a-k-r-a-b-o-r-t-y. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in.